Welcome back to New to Medical Device Sales. I am your host, Jacob McLaughlin, and I hope you guys are starting 2022 off great. I hope the year is going well for you, no matter what you guys are doing. Hope the journey of breaking into medical device sales is going well. And wanted to make today's podcast too help you guys with that. You know, again, that's all we're about is trying to help you guys break in. Uh, before we get started, if you guys want to press that like and subscribe button, helps us grow the YouTube channel. And if you guys are listening, a five-star reviews helps us grow the podcast. We just went over 200 five-star reviews. So again, thank you to all of you guys who, again, just support, listen. It truly means the world. I, I can't tell you guys enough. So thank you for everything that you do. Um, but I wanted to go in today to get a episode that really helps you guys. And so what I'm going to title this is what really matters to break into medical device sales. And so we've had several <clears throat> that are kind of similar to this, but you know, I've talked, I'm talking to people every week, you know, I, I probably talk to over a hundred people a month. Um, it's, it's a lot of just great conversation, but the common questions that kind of come up. And so these are kind of the common topics that I keep seeing. So sorry, if you guys see my phone and that's where I keep my notes. Yes. I have several phones, work phone, or a couple phones, work phone, and personal phone. So I feel like Kevin Gates with two phones out here. <laughs> but how we got going for this, what really matters to break into device sales? Number one, it's going to be how you tell your story. I tell you this to everybody, you guys. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter your background, right? I got told a million times, you need B2B sales experience. You need to have this, right? Oh, you being a personal trainer doesn't count. Um, and again, I always just laughed. I thought it was silly. But again, the thing I guess that always got me is I'm a very competitive person. And so for me, when I saw somebody who, again, this isn't like me putting anyone down. This isn't um, anyone that like I, I felt a certain way towards. I just was like, when I saw people that I knew, me personally, in my heart, I was like, I would be better. I could crush that. And I would see these people doing a job or doing a profession and, and making way more money than me at the time. Again, there is a little egotistical part of me, but I was like, I know I could beat that and I don't need to go do the sales. So <clears throat> well, the reason I'm saying this to you guys is it's all going to come down how you tell your story. Number one thing is you guys just need one person to believe in you. You need one manager to say, yep, you're my person. That's it. So again, that's why if you guys just play the law of numbers, if you guys reach out to a hundred people, right, you're just looking for one person out of a hundred. You know, it's a lot harder when you only reach out to seven to get that one. But if you reach out to 300, it's easier to get that one shows your hustle. But number with going into how you tell your story. This is where I tell everyone, it doesn't matter if you're a bartender. It doesn't matter if you're a teacher. It doesn't matter if you work B2B sales experience. It doesn't matter. It all comes down how you tell your experience and how you tell your story on why you want to break it. Number one, like we've talked about knowing your why, why do you want to be in this profession? It can't just be about money because that's not a good enough reason. Money can be a piece of that puzzle, right? This can be a financial rewarding career, but it can't be the only reason. So you need to know why you want to break into this profession and this career. Then you got to be looking at going into from how to tell your story and know your why. You got to really look into, okay, what have I done in my past experiences that would make me the perfect candidate for this upcoming role? So what that is learning is, excuse me, that is learning what's the role of the job? What am I going to be doing? What are some of the characteristics that great reps have and how do I have that, right? This is where I tell, it doesn't matter if you had sales experience, if you were a bartender, if you were a teacher, whatever it is, because guess what? When you're a teacher, you got to sell yourself. When you're a teacher, you got to sell a whole class on what you're teaching, right? That's how you bring it in. If you're a bartender, you can look at like tips. You can look at, um, 
you can work on like, hey, maybe you sold the most amount of drinks in certain, like they do con- contest, I know. But here's the number one thing. If you're a bartender, guess what you can do? You can make a relationship and you can talk with people because if you can't, you're not making any money as a bartender and you're probably not going to last. And again, that's what I talk about all the time is this profession is about relationships. It's how can you talk with people? It's, so again, we're all going to have a missing piece of the puzzle, but what do you have to make up the majority of the puzzle? And I want to mention that you guys. I've said this before, but like the whole goal of a medical device sales uh, interview is to talk you out of the job or tell you why you're not good enough. That's it. That's literally it. They're going to tell you why they don't think you're a good enough candidate, what you're missing. You don't have sales experience. You don't have medical experience. You don't like OR experience. I got it all, right? Somehow I got four job offers, right? It's again, how you're bridging those gaps, how you talk about it. So again, just being able to know that they're going to come at you and then also be like, uh, well, for example, let's just say you're making 65 or let's say you're making $80,000 at your current position. And they're like, well, this associate step is only 65. Um, It doesn't make sense to us why you would want to jump into this. Well, then you got to explain, right? It's one step back to take 10 steps forward because, you know, yes, you might be at 65 as an associate for a year or two, but then most likely you will be over six figures once you come in as a rep, hopefully, if you're good good at this. Um, so again, just being able to explain your story. But the reason is I'm, I always hit on it. it I, I have so many people, I have notes from people, you know, they sold boat sales. They did, were a teacher. They were a bartender. They had no sales experience at all. They had nothing to relate. But with to able to tell their story and some of the other things I'm going to list, they were able to break in. So number one is you guys got to know how to tell your story. Why are you the right candidate? Learn your story. Why are you standing out? You know, I, we talked with Jay Pendleton a while back, you know, what do you, what do you do to stand out? You know, for me, it was like, I was a personal trainer. I'm already working 4am till 9pm. I grew a business. Like I'm young, I'm ready to hustle. Like I, and then I was like, I bring a certain energy and I, and I know that because I get really excited. So just knowing who you are, that's going to help help you stand out, but know why you're different. So again, number one is just perfecting what's your why? How do you tell your story? Why are you the right candidate? Number two, for making sure that having what really matters to breaking the uh, medical device sales. This is what I was told in my, po- um, sorry, not my podcast, in my interview, my final interview, it's your emotional intelligence. I'm able to read a room and Again, this is just a God-given talent. This was me. I was a personal trainer, right? I could tell if somebody was not happy with a workout. I could tell if somebody was having pain with an exercise by how they made their face. I could tell by the tone of their voice how their day was going. That's Because that's all I did for three years. And before that, I was working with athletes and stuff. All I did was talk with people and have conversations and you know learn about the how their day is, what that means. Maybe they said something that's sarcastic. And so like, that was one of my things. I can always read the room. I can tell if I say something and it makes somebody mad, you know? So it's just always knowing, you know, what's going on in the room. That's they, I, the reason I say this is number one thing that comes to mind is when I jump on calls with people, it's got to be an easy conversation. If I'm jumping on a call and it's super awkward, um, they, the people aren't very good at having a conversation. It's not just flowing. That's a hard sell because that's your life, right? Like all, like literally just this morning, I went in, talked with people at the OR, just scrub techs, the OR director, whoever it is, just checking in, touching base, having conversations, talking about life, right? 
if you can't be relatable and you can't just have conversations with whoever, it's going to be a tough sell because that's literally your job is, yes, you're selling medical devices, equipment. Yes, you're being a resource to your hospitals, but you're also creating relationships and being able to talk with people. And, you know, like that's some of my biggest things. I'm able to talk with people and sometimes my docs are having a bad day. Read the room, right? Like that's that's another thing I should say is like, you know, reading the room. Like we've talked about, I've said this before, I know on the podcast, but like, for example, there's sometimes, hey, I need to talk to my doctor about a certain product or something new that we have coming out, whatever it is. But there's a case that just went really bad and they are not happy. And I can physically see on their face, they're frustrated. I'm not talking about what I wanted to talk about that day because now you're just being pushy and you're not reading the room. And if they're already in a bad mood, they will probably have a negative response towards it. So again, it's all about just learning the emotional intelligence. Again, how can you work on that? I, again, I really don't know. I was, like I said, I was always, I always got in trouble for talking. I was always the class clown. Like I loved being able to interact with people, but I guess my best advice is like talk with way more people, put yourself in uncomfortable conversations, go to a coffee shop, have a conversation. You know, I I always joked around, go to talk with just go to crowds, make a friend, right? Like that's what this is because that's my life. I walk into a hospital, don't know one person. And by the end of it, I'm having several contacts and able to have a conversation with them. So that's something that's huge when trying to break into medical device sales. Number three, might be the biggest one after these guys is work ethic. That's literally what it comes down to work ethic. Are you willing to work hard? Are you willing to grind? Are you willing to be reliable? Like that's what it comes down to. And when I'm talking about reliable, that comes down to work ethic, because if you're working hard, if you're being responsible, it's because you care and you're working, you're going above and beyond to check your stuff. You're going above and beyond to make sure everything's going correctly. So again, it always comes down to work ethic. And this is the talk. I literally have it with everybody. I say it on the podcast, like 99.9% of people are lazy. Like they kind of work hard, but they, they want to do some hard stuff, but they want to skip some of the harder stuff because it's, ah, it's just too much time. Right. It's kind of the talk about like with my business plan, I would put together a business plan and it took me four to six hours. Right. Nobody else did that. That's why I'm getting jobs. That's why people I know that have done the same exact thing with the business plan have gotten jobs because it just shows that you cared a little more and that you were willing to put in the extra time and the more effort that maybe it didn't land you a job, but maybe it did, you know? Um, And so that's, I think, a big thing for you uh, with that. So I would continue just to work on your work ethic because if you can push that, that's going to show that you can do that. And that, that was my part of my story, right? I was already a personal trainer. I already worked or woke up at 4 a.m. every single day. I already was training until 8 o'clock at 9 o'clock at night some nights. You know, so I was already working these 10, 12, 15-hour days. So that wasn't new to me. So I was able to be like, okay, if I come in here and now I only have to work 12-hour days every day, cool. Like, that's life easy because I'm already working way more than that. You know, so just being able to do that and just the responsibility with coming in. So just making sure that you guys have work ethic, that you're showing that you can do it. And one thing I do just want to make sure that I mentioned, because I've heard this several times, and this is a thing that I think is a good note for everybody who's listening. I know a lot of times what holds people back and, and when I say hold people back, it's managers and reps hear this, and that's why they won't move somebody along, is sense of entitlement. Um, and I hear that all the time. I talk to people. For example, let me just say this. I've talked to associates who were excited to break in and wanted to be in med device sales. They're the associate now, so they broke in. And now they're running trays and they're covering cases. And now their rep is not at a case or maybe they're doing some business stuff, which that's their job, right? And they'll be like, they'll call and they'll be like, my rep 
isn't covering cases and uh, he should be doing this. And I'm like, but that's why you were hired. You were literally hired to cover the case, run the trace so that manager can go and grow the business, can go do business meetings, can do certain other things. Yes, they still need to help out probably a little bit, but that's not their job. That's why they literally hired you. And six months ago, I know you said, I can't wait to do that. Yes, I'm excited. But now that it's come, now you're entitled and now you're like, I shouldn't be doing this. They should be doing it now. And now that's where this like sense of entitlement because now they think they're above their pay grade and they're like, oh, I've got six months under my belt. I can go anywhere and what the heck's going on. And that's the problem with what happens in this industry is there's people who are like, I talk to people all the time. They're willing to do whatever it takes until it's whatever it takes comes and then they want to quit, right? Like they say they're ready for the late nights. They say they're ready for the long grind. They're ready for everything that comes. It actually happens four months later. They break in and now they're calling me, oh, it's too much. I can't do this. I don't want like it. Like that's the problem that people face in medical device sales. So again, I think that's something with work ethic, you guys, is just sense of entitlement. I like, again, I've talked to a lot of people. There's certain organizations people will graduate from or come out of. And that's why some people don't like to hire them because, you know, there's, it's kind of like the college thing. Uh, Hey, I got a degree. I paid a bunch of money. I put in work now hire me. And they're like, we don't care because when you're working a hundred hour week, if you're entitled at all, it's just not going to work. So again, (laughs) That's just for you guys. Don't be entitled. Whatever it is, don't be entitled. That's one thing that for me, I never, I I always worked because I was like, I know I can do this. I can deserve it. And once I get it, I'm going to work my butt off once I'm in. But there was never a case of like, I I earned this. I am the best, right? It was always because I worked so hard and I'm like, "I, I hope I got that. But for example, hey, I did this for free. Wait till I break in and there's financial incentive for me. Hey, I'm gonna come in, I'm gonna crush it. But there's people that are coming in, they're like, I expect like I talk to people, I expect to make a hundred thousand first year. Sorry, Sarah, that's probably not gonna happen. Like I don't know what to tell you. Right. And that's what holds people back. And even with that, I had a conversation the other day. It's just how you word things. Right. Uh, I had somebody reach out the other day and it was just kind of like, um, hey, reach back out to me if you have a job opening. And and I had a call with that person. I said, hey, Nothing wrong. This is just a little advice, friendly advice. Don't put that because here's the thing. You're now reaching out to random people and now you're basically saying, hey, I'm just looking for a job. If you can't help me, don't respond back. But if you are, okay, text me, right? And that's, I've told on the podcast, that is the number one pet peeve of reps, managers, people. I don't know you and now you're asking for a job. Why the heck would I ever put you up for a job? Why would I ever even consider you? I don't know you. You could be some psycho. Like I say that all the time, like joking around on the podcast, but like I talk to a lot of people. I have one conversation for 15, 20 minutes. You're, you're probably a nice person. Guess what? Anybody can be nice for 20, 30 minutes. Like, I don't know, maybe you're nice and this has happened to me. They're nice. We had a great conversation. Talked to them several times. I get people asking me for people that would be put up for interviews. I put them out and they got ghosted. Now that makes me look like a jerk, right? Cause it was someone I put up. So it's just you guys have to be able to not have that entitlement and just be able to work hard and, and again, sh- create the relationship that's then going to lead to the interview that's going to lead to the job offer. It's not just like first message, never met someone. Hey, I want a job. Well, congratulations, June. Everybody wants a job. Like we all want it. So again, make sure that you guys are coming in. You're ready to work. You can show it. And that's why I always talk about do the job to get the job. Again, that comes back to how you tell your story. If people are like, hey, Jacob, you don't know how to prospect, but then I have an Excel sheet with 180 names of people who they were when we talked, what they were, who they worked for, what position they held, like, okay, I probably know 
a little bit of how to prospect, even though I didn't do it in my previous sales job, right? Whatever it is. Um, and then lastly, guys, this is number one, this one I always think about is follow up, right? It just comes down to, are you creating the relationships? Create the relationships. Can you follow up? Can you say thank you for your time? Can you create a conversation? And again, this is what we always talk about. It's not about getting the job with the job opening that's just posted, right? Because most likely they already have somebody there. It's about being the player on the bench. Can you be the person when a job opens, they're thinking about you and now you're open. So when you follow up, right, it can be as easy as, hey, is it okay to stay in contact with you over the ne- over this journey and just check in with you every, you know, every month or every couple of months? Yeah, sure. Like they'll tell you yes or no, right? And they might, like even for me, I'm like, yeah, I'm happy to help. But like just being real, I have no say in anything. So, um, you know, but every once in a while I'll have somebody reach out to me and be like, hey, do you know of anyone? And if I do, I can put them up. But again, it just comes down to you guys really need to make sure that you are following up. You're keeping relationships because, again, if that's what happened for me, a lot of times I would talk to them once. I would follow up every month. Hey, hope you're doing great. Just wanted to touch base. Here's what's going on with me. How's things for you? And and that's the other thing too, right? Everybody wants to make it about themselves. But when you're asking for other people's help, you should probably just ask how their day's going. How's their selling week going? How's their month going, right? Like it's just – it's normal human stuff like – don't just make it only about you at all times. Every time I reached out to somebody, I was trying to also learn about them. Like, again, it's again, even though, yes, I'm trying to get help from it. It was like, hey, hope you're having a great week. How how's the month been or how's the family doing? Something like that. And then I asked my question, not just like, hey, I want this. Can you help? Right. So, again, always just being resourceful. But, guy, you guys, that how you tell your story, emotional, intelligent, work ethic and following up. Those are going to be big ones for you guys if you really want it really deciding to break into medical device sales and and that's what matters. Those are some four big points. Again, I could ramble around all day. Um but again, that's why I got the book um that has, you know, everything that I did to get four job offers. So, if you guys are interested in that, you can go to newmedicaldevicesales.com to grab it. Again, um my first year book should be up. If it's not, please let me know. Um we will make sure to get that all fixed just working on some things on the back end. Um but again, so new to medical device sales, you can get how uh, the guide for breaking into medical device sales, how I got four job offers from top 30 medical device sale companies. We have first year out um, or first year in coming out, which is, again, is my first year in medical device sales, going over everything I learned, everything I wish I would have known, all the stuff I've done, um, all my advice to people breaking in and things that I did to turn a comp or turn a territory that was the lowest performing in the nation and bring it up into top 10, top five. Um, and so again, you can grab that at newtomedicaladvicesales.com. If you guys are following on YouTube, press that like and subscribe button. If you're listening on the podcast, a five-star review helps us grow. Um, again, you guys can go to that website, the link in the description. If you guys want to join our emailing list, I'm shooting out emails every single week. Again, just being resources to help you guys get into medical device sales, putting out helpful posts, and then you guys can always ask questions. And lastly, I am trying to work on a Facebook group um, so you guys can go to Facebook and go to new medical device sales. My goal with that is I'm getting reps that are in the field and people that are wanting to break into it. I'm making a group together. So if you guys are trying to break in, then you can be in there. You can ask your comments in the Facebook group and then we can either me or some other rep that's already in the field can answer it, tell you about their experiences. So again, just trying to make a community that's again, this is all just about being as helpful as I can with you guys make resources for you all. So again, I appreciate every single one of you. Thank you so much for taking time for listening to this. And I hope you guys have a great rest of the week. I'll see you on the next one. Peace.